Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for, for music, music teachers. teachers. You're listening to the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and today we're talking about the pros and cons of music exams. Hello, beautiful teachers. So today's episode is about music exams. At risk of repeating myself, I'm going to explain a little bit about my stance on exams because I know some people might be coming to me for the first time or might just not be clear on how I think about exams in general. So I thought I'd set the stage with that before we get into some of the pros and cons as I see them. Some people may know kind or think they know how I think about exams in my studio. As in, they think that I'm against them. And I sometimes come across that way, particularly when I'm talking to teachers in Ireland, in the UK, in Australia, in places where piano exams are the norm. Or when I'm talking about my experiences at teaching events in those places, I can come across as being anti-exam. But I'm not actually. (laughs) What I am is moderate. I have a handful of my students do exams every year. And those students are different every year, right? So I'm not talking about students doing them year after year. But every year out of our 70 or so students, a handful, like five, six, maybe sometimes up to 10 students will do an exam in that year. So I'm not actually against them in the right circumstances. I think they can be beneficial. I just think with everything in teaching, we need to step back and ask ourselves why we're doing it. What's it for? What is the purpose? How does it achieve our ultimate goal for our students? So with that in mind, I'm going to start kind of in an unusual spot with my pros and cons list. And that is for teachers, not for the students, because that's kind of the longer question and the bigger question for me. But the pros and cons for teachers. And I think this is where I can come across as anti-exam, because some of the pros are things that I just think shouldn't be real considerations for teachers. So some of the pros for teachers tend to be that it's easy. Now, it's not easy in many ways. People think exams are stressful and things. But for teachers who do exams with all their students every year or close to all their students every year, I do think they're often doing it because it's the easy option. Not everyone. So if you're there saying, excuse me, that's not why I do exams with everyone, that's fine. But for some, it is because it's the easy option. And it's the easy option because they treat it as their curriculum. Now, exams are not meant to be a curriculum, but if you treat it as such, 
It takes a lot of the figuring out and the planning and the work outside of lesson hours out of your teaching. That's the truth. I also know some teachers who do the same pieces with every student at each grade. So like they pick the three pieces that their students will do and they only do those three. So they get really good at teaching those three, I guess. But that does take away a lot of the choice and ownership and honestly fun for the students. The other pro that I see for teachers, and this is maybe more likely you if you're doing exams with all your students, is that it makes parents happy. So are you someone who does exams because of that reason? Because it makes parents happy? Now, this is more understandable in my view or more, not that I don't understand the first group because if it's how it's done around you, it can be easy just to opt for that default option. And it's certainly what I did in the beginning too. However, this second reason of making parents happy is a little bit, there's more to unpack with it. So it may seem like exams make parents happy because they ask for them specifically or because it gives them this sense of moving forward when they ask how their kid is doing in piano or what they're getting out of their investment, essentially, then you can say they've gotten to grade four and that's a specific thing. So I do get that. However, I think we can work against it or like we can fight back against this if this is the main reason for doing exams and we don't actually think they're beneficial for every student every year. And the biggest thing you can do to take away this pro, I guess, is to communicate with parents more thoroughly and make sure they understand the progress their child is making. This requires a little bit more thought, really a great effort on our part to be clear to someone who is not a musician, who doesn't speak our language. So we can't just say, oh, well, they're reading music at an early intermediate level. That won't mean anything to the parent necessarily. It means something vaguely, but not anything specific. And we definitely can't say that they've gotten better at recognizing fifths versus sixths. We need to explain why these things are good, what's happening, what areas they're not doing as well in, etc. So this is where brief reports or updates, progress updates, as I call them in my studio, can be really helpful just to get that sort of semi-formal progress update, which for me is just, it's just sent through my music staff. So it's something I put together in a Google Doc. It's literally like a little table with five areas, practice, oral, rhythm, reading, technique, and technical skills, technical exercises if they're at the stage of learning scales, etc. So it's a little table that I put together like that. And I really write quite brief in most cases notes in each section, but it gives parents this idea of there is a plan here. I'm working with a structure. I'm working with your child and they are improving in these ways that you can see. So those are the two big pros I see of doing piano exams with every student for the teacher. Now, the cons are pretty obvious from what I just said. But for me, the cons of of defaulting to piano exams are to do with teacher engagement and satisfaction. So it's not as engaging to teach the same three pieces for months on end or the same few pieces across the different levels for months on end. And for several years, if your particular exam syllabus doesn't change all that often. 
It's also not as satisfying when students aren't making as good progress, which is often what happens with exams. So those are the big cons I see for teachers. And now I want to get into the real pros and cons list for students so that you can make decisions on a student by student basis. The times when I suggest an exam for a student are when I think it's going to help them move forward, push themselves a little bit, when I think it's going to give them a real sense of accomplishment. And those two things can only happen. Those are the two big pros for me. Pushing them forward, sense of accomplishment. Those two things can only happen if they are already practicing, are on board with the decision themselves. So I never push an exam on a student. I always offer it as an option and get them to talk about it with me and with their parents so that they understand if it's their first exam, so that they understand what it is that they're opting into or out of, really can picture what the preparation process would be like, what the actual exam would be like and what they might get out of it. If they are on board with that, they like the idea of doing it and their parent is on board with the process and again, they are already practicing fairly steadily, then an exam can have huge pros for their confidence, for their progress, because it pushes them to go forward and for their sense of accomplishment. So it can boost their confidence because they get to go into a situation where they know this examiner is seeing students all day perform for them And then, yes, get a certificate that says that they did well, but also just know that they did well. Know that 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 themselves, right? They can feel how they did. And honestly, the results sheet is more validation of their own self-assessment than anything else. That when we get that results sheet and it says they did great on some pieces and not as well on others, that it says they need to improve the dynamics in one area, that those are all things that we have previously talked about, they were aware of, and they did their best to overcome, but now they can work even harder to overcome those things. So it tells them that they do know what they're doing and that they have a good ability to self-assess, right? And that can boost their confidence with everything going forward. Even if they're preparing for a concert, if they know that they're good at figuring out what a piece needs and when they're really ready to perform it, that can make a big difference to how they go into a performance situation and therefore how well they actually play. Now, speaking of those comments sheets, it does give some concrete feedback that hopefully students can then work on. So if scales end up being their weakest area, they can look at that and realise that It's not just their teacher nagging them each week that it genuinely is an area where they're falling behind of what is expected of them at this level. Or, as I said, if their dynamics are lacking, it shows that someone else hears that too. Again, it's not just their teacher saying it. Or if their rhythm isn't as great as everything else, it shows that. It can be great, gentle feedback as long as a student is preparing for something that they are going to do reasonably well in then those few nudging comments about what could be even better can be really useful. Another pro of exams for students is this sense of pushing them forward beyond where they would have gone anyway. So I don't like exams to be a huge stretch goal. Like I want students to have played pieces before that are close to this level. Not quite at it, but close to it, right? 
if that is the case and it's just, you know, a grade, like a half a grade beyond where they've already played, then it can be a great way to push them forward because the reading is a little bit challenging, more challenging than anything they've played before. But also they're going to prepare those pieces with this high level of polish that they won't necessarily put into every piece that they prepare just for lessons. And that together with getting all these three pieces ready, three pieces in our case, I know for some it's four, but getting these three pieces together and ready on the same date is also a part of the challenge, that everything has to come together at the same time. And this can prepare them for when they're maybe giving performances or performing for gigs where you have to prepare several things and they have to all be ready at the same time alongside the other things so the scales and then the little tests like the sight reading and the oral and everything like that the pros each one can be a con honestly so first of all that feedback that you get from the examiner that can be really useful and it can be confidence boosting it can also be a huge knock and this mostly will be the case if a student is preparing for an exam that they're not at the level to be ready for, or they are not practicing. Now, I know some teachers tell me that they have had experiences where students are practicing very steadily, and then we start the exam preparation process and then something happens and they stop practicing. And I know those cases exist, but with those exceptions, in most cases, you've got a baseline level of practice with a student and it doesn't really change once you start preparing for a piano exam. It may fall a little bit, it may increase a little bit, but if we don't have that baseline of practice that is adequate for the level of repertoire they're going to be playing, for the stuff that they have to prepare, they're going to go into that exam unprepared because they won't have put in the practice time. And there's no such thing as cramming for a piano exam. As much as we wouldn't like students of any subject to cram for their exams, we know that you can't cram for a music exam, can you? I mean, a theory test, sure. That's maybe possible, but you can't do that for a piece you have to play because your fingers just will not learn it at the last minute. It just won't happen. It can't be done. So for those students who are unprepared, those comments, the same comments that were reinforcing what the student who was prepared knows about themselves, that's also what's happening with the student who's unprepared. But it kind of amplifies things. So where they were unprepared and they know they didn't play the notes correctly or didn't play at the right tempo or made some other bigger errors in their playing, they know that already. And then they see it written on a piece of paper or get told the comments by you or whatever. It kind of amplifies the effect. It tells them, I'm not good at this. I can't do it. And we know that's not true. And maybe even in their conscious mind, they know that's not true. They know they could have prepared more but it still leaves them with this bad taste in their mouth when it comes to music and can often lead to lack of motivation going forward or even quitting. The same is true as a con with progress. So where a student who is almost at that level and already practicing can be pushed forward by a piano exam and make really great progress and have this boost it's like a turbo boost to their level. When they finish with the exam, they're ready to play more complex pieces and they kind of accelerate their progress in a way for that period. A student who is not at the right level or is not practicing 
will often be held back by a piano exam. Because they're not practicing and they're stuck on these pieces, which are at a slightly more challenging reading level, they just end up looping over the same sections, barely doing anything, slowly working through them in the lessons because you're trying to get them to learn these pieces that they're not practicing. So you don't really make any headway, but you have to do something about it. They just stall in their progress or they even become a worse reader during the exam preparation process because it's only three pieces. So it's not a lot of reading material and they're just going over and over those in the lesson. The other way in which progress can be stalled, I believe, in piano exam preparation is with those early grades. So I kind of have a rule in my studio that we never do in our system is called elementary, preliminary and primary those grades before grade one. I know some systems will just have a pre-grade run or just a preliminary or whatever. But anyway, we never do anything before grade one. Grade one is the earliest exam. I basically allow a student to sit. Because if you think about the level of those elementary, preliminary, primary pieces and a student preparing those, you still need to prepare them for several months because it's an exam and you have to have this high level of polish on the pieces and but the reading level is not very high so they're not that interesting because they're not rote pieces they're reading pieces and you have this issue of not reading other pieces during that time or reading very few other pieces so where they could be hurtling through a method book series they're instead working on this limited selection of pieces or at least two months let's say at a very minimum and I find it just holds them back so we don't do those oftentimes students first exam with me might be a grade two or a grade one or even a grade three it depends where they get up to before we make this decision that they might like to do a piano exam and again some students will never do an exam and that's totally fine too so I hope that gives you some idea of my thoughts on the pros and cons of piano exams. You can find more and a different perspective on the blog. There's a great article on the blog, so you can go to colourfulkeys.ie slash blog to find that. Your one thing this week is to make sure you're not falling into one of the traps of the pros of piano exams for teachers that I mentioned at the start of this podcast. If you are, take some time to reflect on it and see if you couldn't take a different path with your students. That's it for this week, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did enjoy it, I would love it if you would come and chat to me on Instagram. We're at Colourful Keys over there. That's colourful with two U's, by the way. So the extra U in there with the UK spelling. See you next week. If you liked this episode, you would absolutely love Vibrant Music Teaching Membership. We have the support and the training you need to take your teaching further. Join us today by going to vmt.ninja and signing up. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.